What are the greatest concerns as recovering people from alcoholism and chemical dependency we tend to face most often in our quality sobriety is the quality of complacency. I'd like to capture on complacency today by asking a key question. Is my well running dry? As human beings, we strive for happiness, growth, and a peace of mind to enjoy the life we live and all that it offers us. As recovering chemically dependent persons, we utilize our life experiences and the experiences of others to grow in recovery. We calmly assure ourselves, our impatient beings, that growth and recovery is an ongoing process. But how often do we grow and achieve the goals for which we aim and say to ourselves, now what? How often do we recovering people get sober and stay sober for a period of time, but then ask the question, now what? And why is it we have a need to retreat from the daily routine of life, to get refueled, or to get a different perspective on life? Perhaps this need to get renewed to face life enthusiastically is due to the fact that our well runs dry periodically and our restlessness as a human being is with us in our journey with life. And we come to a crossroads and then get complacent and confuse this dynamic with true acceptance. So let's check it out. What is complacency? Webster's Dictionary defines it as a self-satisfaction, a smugness, where we are narrowly contented with one's own accomplishments. What does this mean? We seem to journey along in life on a smooth road, no apparent bumps, and coast along with the humdrum of life. We don't seem to be going backwards, and it feels like we're accepting life as it is. This frame of mind and reality may even be a welcome relief for us for a period of time. We seem to be right with ourselves and with the world. Somewhere along the way, as imperfect creatures, we start to develop indifferent attitudes. We get bored and restless and start to lose a satisfying feeling. But rather than get it back, we grow smug and develop a resistance to change, and yet desire to maintain that restlessness to stay the same. Eventually, this becomes a real tug of war within ourselves, and it begins to show itself in our relationships with others, in our work, and in having fun with life. As recovering chemically dependent persons, unhealthy complacency can and does affect our attitudes to remain sober. There are some danger signals to be aware of, as well as solutions to develop that will guard against our well running dry. So let's examine to see what these are. The first danger signal is cloud nine syndrome. As we look back, our well certainly was dry when we first met AA. We came desperately to get help. 
as we started to feel better physically and had a chance to shake off some of our remorse and our self-centeredness, we started to find ourselves and began to understand ourselves more than we ever did. We could hold our head up and begin to face ourselves honestly. Eventually, we started to restore our faith in a higher power. Our relationships with family greatly improved. Our boss could see progress in our work performance. So indeed, we were well on cloud nine with all of these positive changes. However, after a period of time, we slowly started coming down from cloud nine. The newness of sobriety wore off. The changes that seemed so subtle settled into a routine lifestyle, and we started to yawn with the ho-hum attitude about the pattern of living and started asking ourselves the same question, well, now what? We thought we had it all together and are now disappointed that the excitement of getting sober is gone. So again, we're feeling that our well has run dry. But has it really? Or have we come down from cloud nine but only to be seeing reality the reality we couldn't before cope with without drinking or using. Another danger signal that contributes to complacency and our well running dry is grandiosity. Our ego is bound to get big when initial changes made in sobriety indicates progress in our self-worth or our family relationships or our work performance. Yet sometimes we can be so enthusiastic and excited about these changes we start giving only ourselves credit for this progress and may lose sight that some of this strength came from the grace of our higher power and the fellowship of AA or other self-help groups. The more self-sufficiency and grandiosity crops up, the more satisfied we feel. Eventually, we may see little or no need to change or grow, since our journey in life is running smoothly once again. And so, contentment settles in. We may even entertain the thoughts of no longer needing AA or fellowship, and rationalize the thought that boredom and the same old thing prevails at these meetings that we attend, so who needs them? Sadly enough, our gratitude even allows us to rest on our laurels that we could efficiently and effectively handle a social drink or a drug once again now that we are managing our life so well. Indeed, with this frame of mind, our well is running dry. Another danger signal that contributes to complacency is becoming indifferent to self-discipline. Remember the beginning of our sobriety? That self-discipline that we practiced so diligently when we got sober? We performed our daily disciplines and our daily schedule like clockwork. We faithfully began our day with prayer and meditation, reading the 24-hour book. We asked for the grace to stay sober and straight. We asked for the guidance to make healthy choices 
to divorce our thoughts from dishonesty and self-seeking motives. As we went through the day, we would pause when we were agitated or doubtful and ask for the right thought or the right action. At the close of the day, we reviewed carefully how it went and were very thankful for making it through the day without drinking or using. Or how about daily discipline of halt? Not allowing ourselves to get too hungry, too angry, too lonely, or too tired. Taking the time each day to rest, relax, eat properly, or to handle the little annoyances, or to give and receive love from our loved ones. Yes, it sounded so simple and small, and yet contributed so much to the disciplines needed to be at peace with ourselves and others. But where have these disciplines gone? Do I still use them? Or have I discarded them because I've gotten too busy, too scattered, or too big for these in the program? How high a priority is our self-discipline in our continued efforts to recover? Unfortunately for some of us, myself included, these disciplines can and do slide. And, unless we get them reinstated into our lives, we will find complacency and ruts entering into our quality of sobriety, and this will contribute to the eventual emptiness when our well runs dry. What are some of the solutions that will help us to guard against our well running dry? What are some of the solutions that will help us guard against our well running dry? What are some of the solutions that we can practice to avoid getting complacent? One solution is to develop a balance in our activities of life to seek for a well-adjusted life. In addition to taking reprieve with the cloud nine syndrome or grandiosity or our loss of self-discipline, one may find the need to retreat from flurry of daily activities to examine where our energies are being channeled each week. Some persons in recovery tend to be compulsive and extremely intense in our activities. A well-balanced, well-adjusted life in recovery hopefully contains a flavor of some of the following ingredients. One, the fellowship of AA. Two, family. Three, work. Four, religious activities. Five, recreation and leisure. Six, sleep. Seven, maintenance, such as eating, cleaning up, shopping, driving, and so forth. If we overexert ourselves excessively in any one of these areas, other areas are bound to be neglected. It's shocking to discover that approximately two-thirds of our daily energy is channeled with work and sleep, and that only one-third of our day's energy is left for the remaining important needs to keep our well full. A second solution 
includes alternative highs. One of the most essential needs that all human beings yearn for is an ascetic high, a lift from the reality around us, a need to escape. But as we know, chemically dependent persons in recovery cannot afford the luxury of a chemical high. So, alternative highs or fun need to be cultivated to keep our well from running dry. Alternative highs, then, indeed are solutions to guard against becoming complacent in our recovery. Individually, we have a variety of choices for alternative highs. One may enjoy the natural high from music. Another person may enjoy reading a good book and get a natural high from it. Others may choose a movie or take a walk in nature where they absorb the scenic pleasure of a sunset. Or perhaps individually we enjoy season highs which can be experienced through gardening, fishing, skiing, or a drive to see the autumn color change with leaves. Alternative highs can be cultivated as a family where we search for these highs to be enjoyed with each individual of the family. They also are essential in building our relationships. So perhaps a softball game or a volleyball game, swimming or camping might be good choices for alternative highs as a family. As we know, holiday functions where we enjoy together as a family bring out the smiles of our loved ones and the enjoyment of each other. All of these alternative highs, whether it's individually or with family, take planning, effort, and some sacrificing. But the end product is that we cultivate alternative highs in order to bring balance to the daily problems that also are a part of our daily life. As we experience a need to escape for a period of time to enjoy these highs, we come back to our daily problems and become refreshed, better able to cope with daily life. Another helpful solution to keep our well from running dry is to daily cultivate our conscious contact with God as we understand Him, as we practice Step 11 of the AA program. Are we growing closer to the ideal of where our will is in harmony with God's will? What spiritual value is most missing from our life at this point in our recovery? Is it humility? Is it tolerance? Or is it patience? What about faith? The big book of AA reflects so often that faith does for us what we could not do for ourselves. Will our well ever run dry if we are nourishing our faith through prayer and meditation in an effort to grow spiritually? I seriously doubt if it will. Perhaps the most encouraging solution to help us avoid unhealthy complacency is to reflect often the promises made to us 
in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. These promises are made to us as we progress in recovery. Which of these promises am I beginning to experience? Which of them are yet to be desired? It's worth checking out to see if we even know what the promises of AA include. If we are in a rut on our journey in recovery, maybe it's time to ask why some of these promises aren't coming true in our lives. If we have experienced some of these promises, we have yet to look forward to enjoying the rest of the promises that are given to us in our recovery program. One of the most vital solutions to ensure healthy progress in our recovery and to guard against complacency is to remain involved in the 12-step work of AA. The fellowship and the 12-step work is another solution to guard against complacency. When we carry our message to another chemically dependent person, we can keep what we have by giving it away to others. This is the paradox. The first secret of balance in practicing this step is to keep enough for what we need, but to give the rest away. Too often we go to extremes, however, and keep it all selfishly for ourselves, or else we give it all away, and then our well definitely gets dry. The second secret to practicing these principles in all our affairs include giving and bringing that same spirit of love and tolerance into our family lives that we bring to our self-help groups. Do we carry the AA spirit to our daily work? Can we adjust to our failures or successes instead of overreacting with despair and pride? If our recovery program is hidden under a bushel basket or is compartmentalized, rather than being balanced in all areas of our lives, our well will most certainly run dry since we are not content with conflicts. In closing, let's check out where we are at in our recovery process and in our journey in life. What do we need to do to keep our flow of life rich, active, and filled with peace? Are we letting danger signals of selfishness and lack of self-discipline slip back into our life, or are we taking measures to round out our lives and to continue making progress in our recovery program? How full or empty is our well? There's a favorite quote a wise man once used, and it goes like this. What are we going to do when the creeks run dry? Why, we'll sit on the bank and watch the crawdads die. To paraphrase this quote in keeping with this presentation, why not ask ourselves this? What are we going to do when our wells run dry. If we just complacently sit on the bank and watch the well run dry, 
will then each of us stand a chance to die. But if we stand up and reach to the sky, if we reach out to others and care for ourselves, then maybe, just maybe, our spirits will be full and we will remain high. The choice is ours to keep our well full or our well empty. This is the choice we face as we continue our journey in life and view that our recovery is an ongoing process.